Welcome to People More Interesting Than Me, the podcast, where I step back and let fascinating individuals take the spotlight. Join me as I sit down with incredible guests who captivate and inspire, showcasing their stories, experiences, and wisdom that make them truly extraordinary. Tune in for engaging conversations that'll leave you enlightened and entertained. I mean, at least I'm entertained. Today we're diving into the fascinating world of van life with the incredible Patty Bowen. A couple years ago, Patty made a life-altering decision to trade the conventional for the unconventional. She embraced the freedom of van living, transforming her four-wheeled companion into a home that allowed her to pursue her passions with unmatched enthusiasm. From mountain running to rock climbing, and even shredding the slopes on her snowboard. In this episode, we peel back the curtain on the nuances of van life, exploring the highs and lows of this nomadic lifestyle. Join us as Patty shares her experiences, the challenges she's faced, and the undeniable allure of a life on the road. Enjoy. So kind of explain to me, I mean, how did you get into the nomadic lifestyle? So just for listeners, like, Patty has this, like everyone needs to check out her, what's your Instagram just in case so they can look at it before they even oh, yeah. listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, p.bolan. So okay. p.b.o.l.a.n. Perfect. So if you guys look at, there's like a, a little long, not a long video, long video in, in terms of TikTok, like three or four minutes that shows kind of like slices of her putting the van together, which is amazing. It's got solar panels. It's got spots for her snowboards, got spots for her rock climbing gear got its own bed, uh, stove, heater, like it's all tricked out. Like, and like, if you look at it and then you look at all the stuff she's able to do with this, it's crazy. So what, what made you do this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Few different things. I mean, I was always interested in it cause I never like staying in one place. Like ever since I was like 18, I was constantly moving around for like different seasons and stuff. Um, so I thought I was in the middle of my PhD at the time, like three years in. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to build a van, but obviously it'll have to wait until once I'm done with grad school. But then during spring of 2020, when COVID hit, um, all the classes I was in went online. All the classes I was teaching went online. Um, and I had this race in Southern Utah in April of 2020. And I was like, well, if everything's remote, I'll just what, go. What type of race? Like long distance? And it was 100K, yeah. Okay. Ultra. Yeah, yeah, um, in Zion, which it ended up getting canceled. But oh, that was, sounds amazing. I know I did it the next year. I did it in twenty one. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, I had like a little Audi hatchback, and um, I knew I could sleep in the back because I've slept in it on every road trip I've done before. I was like, well, I'll just go out there with my laptop and bring a cooler and like live in the desert for a month if everything is remote. Um, and I found that I was way more productive than when I was working my little desk that I set up in my home office for COVID. Um, Cause I would just set up a campfire every night and just pull my little portable desk out of my laptop and I'd work by the fire. There'd be no TV or roommates to distract me or anything. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm actually like a lot better at working on the road than I am <laughs> from home. Um, so that one month, like in the desert out of my car, like kind of convinced me like, okay, maybe I can do a van while I'm in grad school. Um, 
So when I got home, I started like scheming about that. And then I was living with my ex-boyfriend at the time. We both hated Davis. I went to UC Davis and this, I lived there for three years, which is about as long as I could have lived there because it's very flat and dry and hot. And I love cold and mountains. Um, so we were kind of torn. I wanted to move to Tahoe. He wanted to move back to Portland. And we were like, let's just get a van and that'll be our compromise. And we'll just kind of switch between the two. Um, things didn't work out. We broke up like at the very start of the build pretty much. And then I ended up keeping it and building the rest of it out on my own. Um, but yeah, I really, so there's that. I wanted to leave Davis. Um, I found out that I was productive working from the road. Um, and I also just fundamentally don't like paying rent. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just throwing away money. Like, even now I'm like, I'm going to stay in this van until I can buy a house. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of from a financial perspective too. I was like, I'm making monthly payments, but at least I'm like going to own something at the end. So no, that's amazing because mm -hmm. I always wanted to own, and this was before I got married, you know, like those things you you dream about and then they slowly get changed. Like I wanted to live yeah. in like Seattle or Boston, have like a little mini yeah. teeny house. And you know, right. you look you look through all the plans. Well, don't say right, because you've already you've already done this. So you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> but the funny thing is I I, I think I understand exactly how you feel, but on a larger scale, because it feels like I have everything you have, but you have it in such a small area. You have it in like a women's bathroom size or even small. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, oh no, my heater. Like I have, I have some of the same issues you have. Like, oh, the electrical, like I'm not getting enough right. electric. Let me go to the breaker box. And you like, all you have to do is like turn like, like three feet or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is like how much you and obviously you didn't mention this but this is me assuming that you're smart <laughs> because you have a phd in physics i, right. I don't want to make a presumption <laughs> or anything but Thank you you probably have learned a gazoodle yes a gazoodle amount of things just from like upkeeping stuff like you know the specs on like your heater you know the specs on like right. all your electrical yeah. equipment like the and I guess you don't really use need to use any type of inverter. You probably use a step down voltage from your solar panels, and they're probably. I don't off. even. Yeah, that's. I made it so simple. I didn't use an inverter, so everything is DC twelve volt current. And they're about like three hundred watts a piece, or around that, I would imagine, or something. There's, yeah. So I mean, in terms of the solar, I have three panels that are one hundred eighty watts each, which oh, okay. is, I think most more than most people have. I have almost six hundred watts. Okay. And then a four hundred amp hour lithium iron battery which i just replaced like a few months ago i used to have agm but yeah i think so, i saw that and you're like it you're what was it like two thousand or three thousand dollars yeah and that must that, that definitely must hurt like the bottom lines especially since yeah. <laughs> i would i would imagine uh yeah i wasn't so, planning to spend that much then <laughs> so just to to help out my my reality TV people, just like we were talking about, can you yeah. <laughs> explain, if you want to, the logistics of like obviously people breaking up, like yeah, I mean a dog is hard, like a yeah. van that you decided to go half season. How how did that go? Like obviously you don't yeah. need to talk about it if it was rough, and you don't yeah. want this person to hear about it. And it I got a little out. complicated. Yeah, and there maybe. 
we haven't spoken in almost two years, so I'm not sure if there's bad blood on his end. Um, <laughs> there isn't on mine. We stayed friends for a few months after breaking up and then didn't. But um, I basically, when we were buying the van, I put all the money into the down payment and put everything in my name just in case things didn't work out. I didn't want to come to a point where we went halvesies on it and then broke up and had to figure out everything. So I was like, just to be safe, um, which maybe wasn't a good sign for the relationship. I'll just pay for everything, put it all in my name, take out the loan on my own. Um, and then we started to build out together. So there was a little controversy over, I paid him out some money for labor, but then there was, I don't know, there's a whole backlog of things that we owed each other throughout the four and a half years of being together. So it got a little messy towards the end, but at least there was no like question that the van would be mine. It was just when we broke up, like how much money do I owe him for the yeah. work put into yeah. it and stuff like that. So I, we had some tips over that. Yeah, but. I, I would imagine, I mean, like it's already stressful to cohabitate in general but cohabitate yeah. and slowly build up like the nest that's like yes I, I can't even imagine uh, yeah how stressful that can be because you've already got the stresses of the house and you know like uh-huh. so I commend you for making it through that and yeah and even, and even coming out of it just keep on going with it van that's amazing um, right yeah um so Obviously, I mentioned you do rock climbing and you do snowboarding and you do 100K runs. Um, <laughs> do you find it like I snowboard? I don't rock climb because I'm afraid of heights, but great. Okay. Do you do you find it much easier to just I'm going to use a word that I don't usually word slep your schlep, schlep your schlep. stuff. Yeah. To, uh, you know, the the cliff, the the yeah. mountain. Isn't it so mm -hmm. much easier? Because you see all these other so people like with, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to pronounce this right. Thole, T, I never. Oh yeah, the two never, Yeah, there we go. I've never heard anyone <laughs> pronounce it. So. I only know that because I lived in Sweden for a little bit. So gotcha. it's <laughs> Yeah. But like how much easier is that in your opinion? Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. Everywhere I go, everything's always with me all the time. It becomes complicated if I'm like, staying with a friend or house sitting for a bit and it's a situation where I've left stuff in their car or I'm taking someone else's and I'm used to just having everything there. So it makes it so much easier. I remember like when we used to live in the house in Davis, my ex and I would do a lot of like weekend trips and stuff. And the whole day before was like packing up and like finding where all of our shit is from last time and stuff. So it's amazing to just be like, like the other day, I just went backpacking in Sierras for the last few days. And I was like, done with work. Okay, I'm leaving town and going down south. Um, and there was no stopping anywhere, picking things up. Like, everything's always here. So, do you have a I bike in there? No. I was about to say, like, I don't. People, yeah. It wouldn't fit. And I just never became a bike person. I'm kind of scared of momentum. So, the one thing, the one thing you don't have, you've got backpacks, rock yeah. climbing gear, snowboards, snowshoes. Yeah. I have a boat in here. Yeah. I have a pack a raft. <laughs> Yeah, bikes um, I never really got into. Let me think. Uh, I had a question, but oh, I forgot it. It was gonna be a good one. Uh, what are uh -huh. some of the like essential amenities in your van that you have to have that I guess you've accumulated over? And even though they take up some of the space, you're like, no, I have to have this. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would say, well, obviously the heater now, which I just installed this fall is unreal. Um, you can't see now, but I have a little bookshelf up here that, and that's mostly from the, I just spent the last however many years in academia and I gathered all these physics and astronomy textbooks along the way. I was like, well, I need <laughs> obviously to display that somewhere. So that's there. Um, and the other thing that is really causing me a lot of trouble right now, since I build that whole shelving system out of the back of the van this fall that lost me a lot of space because I used to just throw everything in the garage <laughs> under the bed um and now the thing that I'm having trouble storing like I have a guitar right next to me now is um I have like six different string instruments because I grew up playing Irish folk music so it's hard to fit like a fiddle and a banjo and a mandolin <laughs> and a guitar and all of that I'm trying to find slots for that but it's so nice to have the option to just pull something out and play it whenever I want. And I never yeah. want to have stuff that I own anywhere else. So I'm just trying to find a way to fit it all in the van. That's that's the perfect answer up to my next question. However, I'm going to stop yeah. it before I forget the other one. Where were you raised? Wisconsin. Oh, uh, okay. Just because the way yeah. you keep on saying car, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, certain words, it comes out a lot more. No, it's, but... it's completely fine because I just got finished with the last season of Fargo. So, like, I can... Oh, I, I, I got that. Yeah. I got that that vibe. So, speaking on the minimalist aspect, um, yeah, how has the lifestyle changed? Like, what what were you in before the van? Like an apartment or something like that? Yeah, I was in a house in Davis with my ex and I were sharing a room, and then we had three roommates that were guys in my program. Um, so yeah, we just had a room in a house, and we were there for three years. Um, and there's, I always call it the purge <laughs> when we were moving out, and just like dump like pickup truck loads to the dump of all this stuff and like mo like weeks straight of just like every day bringing different things to goodwill and different <laughs> donation stuff i got rid of so many clothes like this i have this like floor to ceiling dresser here and it's mostly clothes um which is why i'm happy that it's just me in the van now because i don't know how we'd fit <laughs> two people's stuff in there um but yeah it was it felt really good to get rid of stuff. I did have a storage unit for a year when I first moved into the van in Davis. And it was stuff like I had a generator. I had like kitchen stuff, like a blender and all these things. I was like, I'll want eventually. But then that first summer in the van, I traveled for four months and I didn't come back until September. And I was like, if I didn't need any of that stuff for a year, it's like, why am I paying $100 a month to store it? So I sold everything from the storage unit when I got back that fall and now everything I own is just in here um and it's nice like I wear the same thing every week like I always have to do laundry but that's no, fine that, that's amazing and <laughs> yeah but it felt so good to get rid of that storage unit oh my god yeah and th there's stuff like you know that sentimental value like my tennis racket for when I was a kid and now I'm like I'm so happy I don't have that there's no reason to hang on to yeah. <laughs> things what what we like to do, I mean, I, I'll just throw it out, but what I like to do is like for toys and stuff like that, have it because I have kids, I'll put it, we'll, we'll put it in yeah. a bucket. And if they don't miss mm -hmm. it for like a week or two, it can go. Like there's no point in yeah. keeping something that, right. that yeah, you don't even like remember exists. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know we talked about this a little at the beginning, but obviously you're in a van and again yes. it's i, I want to like just compare it to a bunch of stuff 
it's the size of, of like a suburban like the area inside is the size of like a suburban the back at least and yeah would you feel like you got you get ping-ponged in your your spatial cravings like you're in the van so that's why you decided yeah. to go rock climbing you go snowboarding in this wide open areas and then right. you're worn out you're you're like you're tired you want something warm and cozy something snuggly which isn't like a yeah. big apartment or anything like that it's like your your nest this is your nest yeah. like you made this you right every nook and cranny this isn't some landlord yeah. like slum that yeah you're this is yours <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah that's why i think honestly being in the van i feel like i don't really live in a van i feel like i just live outside and then i just sleep in a van like if it's nice out like i'm in tahoe most of the time now because i have a um restaurant job here so it's cold so i'm not gonna like hang outside right now but in the summer or like if i'm in the desert for a spell or something i'll usually just set up i have a little portable desk and do that outside um and then only come in the van when i have to like cook or sleep or something like that or if it's cold out so yeah that's why i love it, it kind of forces you to be outside more like usually every day here I go for a trail run or snowboarding or something like that um and it's but like if I had a house to stay in I don't know if I'd have the motivation to you know leave yeah. <laughs> so it's nice yeah. to have this little space and be like well I gotta get out I'll go do something like yeah cardio outside <laughs> no that that makes total sense it's kind of like comparing like someone in uh my situation or similar situation to snooze like you have no reason mm -hmm. to hit snooze because you are like all you have to do is walk out the door and all your gear is there yeah. it's not like you're right. going through the house looking for the gear you're yeah. you know like driving an hour to get there you're like maybe 30 mm -hmm. minutes away or just drop yeah. basically crawl up front to the front of the van and drive there yeah um, exactly <laughs> no that's an amazing amazing thing no, to I do. Love it. uh so what would you tell someone i guess this situation well not the exact situation with your boyfriend but someone who's looking to do the same thing nomadic van type um adventure yeah. that you did yeah i think honestly like the big barrier is like obviously buying the van itself and especially if you want to buy it built out it'll cost a lot more but if you have any kind of car like you can do the same exact lifestyle i have friends who like live in subaru outbacks and stuff like that um like it's so feasible with any kind of vehicle if you have some kind of you know job where you can work on the road or you're not working at the time um like even if you set up a tent if you don't have room in your car to sleep in it it all like it's so easy to do this kind of thing even if it's just for like a week or a month at a time um so no matter what kind of vehicle you have like there's so many resources now for like where you can camp for free where you can shower for free um dishes like all these types of things there's a million apps now because everyone's living van life so no matter what kind of vehicle you have it's easy enough to kind of get started and then maybe save and work your way up in a full-time van situation yes definitely what this is definitely to the that and the fact that there's apps for everything yeah just, just a fun fact <laughs> I listened to something or read something. I don't know where it was, but there's an app where you can go on to help blind people see stuff like blind Whoa. people will turn their phone around and then you yeah. basically camera in and tell them what That's you so see. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm oh like, man, I should do that sometime. But then I would be like, like, what if I, I don't know, read something wrong. I'm yeah. Ruin the exact their opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
obviously it's it's just you in the van and like we said before you're not like like in a van next to another van and a line of vans in a van community yeah. or at least in this right. situation yeah. how do you how do you find a sense of community even though like on your instagram yeah. i see like 30 different people helping out with the van well at least in the process yeah. but like you've got oh yeah different communities yeah. right yeah and on that note, I can't take credit for it. Like we were talking about electrical systems before. Like my friend Tyler was a godsend and helping me with all the electrical. He did a bunch of my wiring. So shout out to him. But yeah, so many people helped me build it. But yeah, that's been a really tough thing, especially the like last two summers. So I mentioned the first summer in the van, I traveled and left for four months. I did the same thing this last summer. And I'm a very extroverted person. I love having people around all the time. So that's especially been a big challenge for me. Um, like the first summer I was in the van, I drove out to Newfoundland. I was there for two weeks. And then I spent like a month driving back through Canada. Um, and it was like the loneliest I ever felt. There were like, I was like as far north as the roads go in Eastern Canada, like Labrador and Quebec and all of that. And there were times where like, I didn't see another person. There was no service even. So I couldn't even call my friends for like, a couple weeks straight and I got so lonely <laughs> I was just like talking to myself trying to figure out something to do um I was picking up some friends in Calgary for a climbing trip in the bugaboos I was just counting down days and I was like when are they coming in <laughs> um so yeah I got really lonely there and then same thing happened this summer I drove the van up to Alaska um and spent like a month up there and then a few weeks driving back down and when I was up there like I love being in these remote places and I just wish I wasn't so extroverted and reliant on people. <laughs> um, like I can be alone for however long, but I just get my energy from other folks. Um, so that's a big reason why I kind of am settling more or less, quote unquote, in South Lake Tahoe right now. Um, I came here like last November, like a little over a year ago to get um, a restaurant job because I missed working in the service industry. Um, I was in my last year, my PhD. So I was like, I can balance this in my research. Um, so I did that and it took me a few months to like get good friends here, but then I got this community and it was so hard to leave in the summer. And I came back in October and I was like, well, I'll just be in Tahoe for a couple months. I thought I was going to be moving to Utah once I graduated in December, but I got so sucked in. I was like, I'm finally a place where like I have good friends here and I don't want to leave. So I decided to stay in Tahoe for the winter again, but yeah, that's been a big challenge. Like, it's hard to balance. Like, I always want to be going different places and being on the road. But I also crave community and, like, real conversations with people that I love. So I try and switch off, like, only leave for, like, maybe a couple months and then get back to either one of my communities in Tahoe or in Salt Lake City or Wisconsin or something and then hit the road again after I've had my fill of people. <laughs> That makes complete sense. And that leads me to think that you have a strong like FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like for sure. That's the whole yeah. definition of the van. That's what I yeah. like. Oh no, don't worry. I'll be there. Like, don't worry. Exactly. You need gear. Oh I got I got an extra set. For real. Yeah. I'm like that all the time. <laughs> I'm always like, I want to be invited to everything, even though I know I can't make it. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I totally get Especially that. here, everyone's like, oh, summers in Tahoe are the best. I was like, yeah, but summers in Alaska are supposed to be the best. I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think one thing that, I don't know, I could be completely off on this, but I feel like our generation or millennial generation is, and you might not be a millennial, I'm just saying like 
younger oh, yeah, non, yeah. non-boomers so. <laughs> but yeah yeah like the point that opportunity we don't really think about opportunity cost like in my opinion mm-hmm. i think of worst possible case situation like yeah like i right i'm optimistic and negative at the same time if, if that makes yeah. sense like oh right. let's do it no, exactly. that could happen this could happen yeah right 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 yeah like a pinball <laughs> machine basically um, exactly so we talked about community what I wanted to talk about is relationships. So obviously you're no longer with your boyfriend. So going yeah. to all these different places, like if you were a man, not to uh, make this a gender thing, but if a man right, were right. to invite a man or a woman back to yeah. said van, it would be a, uh, it would definitely be a hard conversation and a hard ass. Like, how do you yeah. like navigate that? Um. <laughs> On the contrary, this is a good, a funny thing to bring up. It's it's pretty easy for me. I found that I'm straight, unfortunately. I, I wish I was into women. But, um, like, a lot of guys find it a novelty. The number of dudes I've had be like, oh, my God, I've never slept in a van before. And they love it. Like, like all their friends will be like, oh, is that van girl? <laughs> Stuff like that. So it's honestly, like, it's helpful for if I'm trying to get with a dude, like the van thing, like kind of helps. Like at least all the guys that I'm attracted to. <laughs> seem do to they, do they make any jokes about candy or something like that? I feel like. Oh, that, sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to the stranger's van. And, like, yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Speaking of um, that, just before yeah. I forget this, I saw this really funny video and it was like this little yeah. boy just calling adults over with candy in a van. Oh my God. And I was like, man, that's <laughs> kind of funny, but kind of creepy at the same it time. Is funny. Sorry. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's only ever helped me. I found, yeah, ever since um, ending that, that was my only like real relationship was with that ex who I originally got the van with, and we met on the Pacific Crest Trail and then stayed together for four and a half years after that. So it was like a big. I was like, I'm not dating anyone else until the end of grad school. Um, so I've just kind of been single for most of the time <laughs> since then. Um, so I don't know. The van is helped with that i mean yeah. imagine if i were not a woman the story would be a little different like if i were to if i weren't living in a van and some guy asked me to go home to his van i'd be wary you know but but put it this way I what if like, what oh, if, innocent Wisconsin girl <laughs> yeah but let's put it this way what if you met a guy at a bar and he had a van yeah would that be like oh that's happened that oh, <laughs> Your that's, van that's happened? oh yeah yeah that's funny that's it's funny. happened funny. especially that's... being in places like alaska and tahoe and where it's, it's a much more common thing yeah, yeah yeah yeah. we're like half the people my age there are there in vans yeah, yeah. and then in the it. tinder profile it's got the person in the van mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah. that's a that's a nice heater i yeah. think you should go with a webasto though that's like right <laughs> yeah oh my god I that reminds know. me when i was in colorado i spent a month there last summer before i went to newfoundland um and i was getting kind of grody and i was like <laughs> I was literally the worst. I made a Tinder to find a dude's house to shower at. I was like, yeah, I'll hook up with him, but I'm just here for the shower. (laughs) um, The one dude who I ended up seeing was also in a van. um, And he and I met up. We were like, yeah, we both just jumped in the river to take a bath before meeting up. And (laughs) that that honestly sounds like a comics, comic strip. Like first one, you're looking for a date and you, you, and then you find out you, you both meet and you both have vans. So you're like, oh, the last the last one is you're jumping into a 
a river. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To take a river bath before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the one dude I met from that, I deleted like I used Tinder for um I'm trying to think of the word. Not usually to meet people, but for like things that I need, <laughs> which is so bad. Um, but yeah, for instance, like showers and stuff like that. Or um if I'm lonely in a town and I need someone to like get a drink with. Um so yeah, yeah. in that case, the one person I happened to meet was another van guy in town. And we still keep in touch. He's a nice dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So the last question before the big question. Mm-hmm. How has your uh, journey so far kind of influenced your perspective on kind of like success and happiness or even changed it since you started yeah yeah I think it kind of cemented something that I always like followed for a long time was that I want to spend all my money more on like experiences rather than things so it's especially not like with Christmas just happening and stuff like I always tell people like I can't I don't want things like I don't have room for anything else I was like buy me like a parks pass or so you know something else and even like throughout college like I traveled a bunch internationally um they worked at a restaurant all throughout college too and all my friends were like how are you affording this I was like you guys like shopping and you go out and stuff I was like I'm saving up all my money to get this flight to New Zealand and stuff like that so it kind of cemented that a lot more where I've no it's nice to have this like physical boundary where I have no more room for physical things <laughs> like and I have to kind of spend all my money on experiences and stuff like that and I was all I never really was good at taking rests or breaks or anything so this kind of cemented that too is that now I'm like oh well I can do you know a lot of my days here in Tahoe if I'm working at night like I'll go like for a trail run in the morning, snowboard in the afternoon, climbing gym, shower, and then work. So I try and get at least a tri-sport day in like tri-sport most of the day. days of the week. I've never yeah. heard of that before. <laughs> uh, so just a thought that popped into my head. You must be like a wizard at Facebook Marketplace then. Because I mean, there's not always <laughs> a time. And obviously you're probably looking for gear for mm-hmm. the van, looking for gear for like rock climbing. Obviously. No. Yeah. Only only the people who can afford it, myself yeah. talking, don't go to like REI and go to like oh, yeah. all these big places. No. And also the areas where you visit, I'm, I'm very familiar with where you can go to like secondhand, thirdhand camping stores and not camping, yes. but you know, like gear stores, Yeah, which is oh, really like nice. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm down here, it's not as affluent. So marketplace is like where you go which is yeah. like, you know, like that's a whole like opera in its own. Like you play the, oh my the, God. Da- the Facebook dance, like, Hey, yeah, are you interested? Oh yeah. Like when I was selling out, yeah. Like my storage unit, when I was getting rid of everything, it was just 20 different things on marketplace at once. And there was this, when I was in Alaska this summer, I spent two days pack rafting in Denali and it was amazing. It was my first like solo overnight pack raft, which was awesome. But I didn't seal one of my dry bags it was like correctly and it had my camera and my phone in it. So my camera what kind was of camera? Flooded. Nice, nice camera. Uh, Sony Alpha. Yeah. Oh, nice the mirrorless. Nice yeah, I was one oh. of the mirrorless. 
Yeah. And the next weekend, I had chartered a bush plane to go up to the Brooks Range. And I was doing a four day backpacking trip there. And I was like, I'm not doing this on a camera. So I went on the marketplace in Fairbanks and I spent the next two days just like hounding people down, like, let me buy your camera right now. (laughs) And I had to drop a thousand dollars on a new one before that next trip. But yeah. So you have to figure it out. That's a, that's a hard one. That's even worse than like losing the camera or getting it stolen. That's just like, you have it in your hands and it's literally. Yeah. And it was my own fault. Just user error. (laughs) But you just have like a bunch of nuts and bolts as one of my friends would say, like, it's useless. It's, it's literally a paperweight now. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Uh, I know. Okay. Last question. Yeah. What is something that your parents did that you'd like to pass on to a next generation and what is something that you might do differently or uh, something new Mm -hmm. so I would say something I want to pass on it's probably something that like influenced this lifestyle now um is that my parents are very um this is so it sounds so corny the way I'm gonna say it but they're always like yeah whatever you want to do like we can do that. Like there's, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Um, we would like road trip around a lot. And my dad, like when I was going to school in Boston in undergrad, he would always insist on driving me there and back from Wisconsin, which was like 18 hours each way. Um, and I remember my mom would always be like, Oh, are you stopping halfway in Pennsylvania? He's like, no, the day is less than 18 hours. We can do the drive in a day. So he kind of pushed me to be like, okay, no, you have to get this done. So like now, I can easily do like a 15 hour drive still by myself in a day and stuff like that. Um, and we always did these, like, every time I tell my friends, like, oh yeah, we're doing these ridiculous road trips, like not stopping at all. They'd be like, why don't you just stop and get a hotel? I'd be like, well, then you just spent a hundred dollars on a hotel and that's less money on gas that you can. So I think that kind of mindset of just, I don't know, pushing to like, prioritize the important things that you want to spend your time on money on like I really valued that and I think that's helped me like influence me into how I'm living in the van um and spending all my time because I don't I don't like having free time or like sitting around and watching tv and stuff like that so I think that kind of mindset of always pushing and like spending all your time doing what you want is something I'd want to pass on um and something I'd change I think is kind of the emphasis on higher education that my parents kind of instilled it like my sister's doing her physics PhD too right now and they my dad's from like this big Irish Catholic family where like education is very valued which I think is important but I kind of now that I've you know I'm working in the service industry now and traveling around so much especially around the world seeing what kind of different lives people lead without all of this like you know, rigmarole at education and bureaucracy and stuff. Like, it's really not, I don't think I would emphasize it as much as my parents did. I'd be more focused on find out what you want to do and then figure out what you need to get to that point. And if that doesn't involve college and that's don't waste the money, you know? So I would kind of back off from that, <laughs> that they kind okay. of pushed on us. Yeah. So touching on that, I just have a small question. Mm-hmm. So with that PhD in astrophysics, yeah. Am I going to see you re-enter Pluto in in 15 or <laughs> 10 or 15 years? Or do you feel like your life has a different trajectory than that? 
Yeah, good use of trajectory. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm leaving the field, sadly. I knew that, like, almost right when I started grad school that I wasn't going to stay in astronomy just because I don't want to do academia. You have to devote, like, your whole life to it, and I'd rather do this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm planning to go into data science. Like, a lot of those jobs are remote. They pay really well. They really like physics PhDs because that's all my day-to-day -day work was, was coding and data analysis and statistics and stuff. Um, so I'm slowly starting to look for jobs in that field, but I'm trying to leave and do the Arizona Trail in a month, and I don't really want to get a real job till like maybe May or June. So I'm working on it, but probably not going back into astronomy, sadly. Hey, I, to be fair, I rarely... I rarely use my degrees too. So I, yeah. I, I'd love, I probably should look up a, a statistic or some study that was done on how much people with like non, uh, even PhDs maybe use their de yeah. degree in what respect yeah. and stuff like that. Cause right. I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd be surprised by the number. Um, yeah. But thank you very much for doing this and using yeah. your, your batteries to like right support that <laughs> well, it's sunny today that so. that oh, it's sunny so that's that's fine uh and yes of like, and your heat too i mean yeah <laughs> your heat could kick off like like 15 minutes less if you hadn't done this video oh no you're all good <laughs> i'll just be chilling here all night anyway but so. i appreciate you donating your time it was very yeah. fun and i feel like it was very was fluid fun. too there was no uh yeah so I appreciate exactly. it. Exactly. Easy peasy. Yeah, thank easy you. Peasy, yes. I like I like the words of easy peasy. So yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, have a great night. Cool. You too. Thank you, Michael. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.